Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Cordishi and Coyne. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original. 1037 WEEI. Welcome back to Cordishi and Coyne. In Southern New England Sports Original, 1037 WEEI. Nick Coit, Mark Dondero with you this morning. Uh, so I wanted to just touch on sort of a potpourri of things so far. We've talked about the Celtics and the, and the Patriots. But again, it is crossover season, so there's a lot of different places we can go. Um, but I wanted to briefly touch on, first of all, did you watch the World Series at all last night, Mark? Because I thought the ending was was great. Adolis Garcia is a dude man that dude can swing i did and it was everything that i could have hoped for and i had come to a decision that i I think my favorite baseball style is the cuban style of play um the 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 way the cubans play the game i garcia's a cuban right i think he's from cuba so yeah but it, it feels like they all just hit the ball so hard they they're always engaged. They're always coming through in the big moments. I, I just I want a player like that on the Red Sox. And I'll tell you what else I thought of last night. It was nice to see um, who was the guy that hit the home run that tied the game in the ninth inning for the Texas Rangers. Uh hang on, hang on. Ma. It was hang it was on. a big name, big money signing. Corey Corey Seager. That, Came through in the biggest moment you could ask for. That was a great lesson for the Boston Red Sox. And and a reminder that, hey, maybe, maybe sometimes paying big for that big-name player pays off. (laughs) And that was great to see. Obviously, a ton of drama. I don't know who I'm rooting for. I kind of like both. And I'm going to just reiterate this point, Nick, because we haven't talked about this. I love this format of Major League Baseball in their postseason. A lot of people have, have, have talked down about it, um, criticized it, the 100-win team getting beaten and they're not in the world. I love it, okay? Baseball, okay, 100 wins, that means nothing to me. What, where I would have a problem is if teams that were sub-500 were making the playoffs. That's a no-go for me. All day and night, I'll never accept that. That's not the case here. Okay, yeah. Arizona won 84 games. I don't care about their run differential. 84 games, they made the playoffs. They had to take the long road. They were on the road. They were playing in the in the playing game, the wild card, whatever it is, and they earned the trip they're making to the World Series. I love this. I don't care that it's not the Dodgers and the Braves. I would have liked to have seen that, or the, you know, in the NLCS or the Dodgers, and go pick your you know the Astros or something big that we've been seeing. This is awesome to me. They've gotten hot. This is what baseball is. And just because they don't have the biggest name roster, it's still baseball at its best. When you get a game like last night, that's awesome. Two teams that haven't won the World Series in forever. I'm in. I love it. I love this format. Pressure is on from the jump. 
on in these games. 100 wins all year, who cares? You better win the best of five series, and you better do it, you know, you better do it fast. Awesome, I love it. And if these big-name teams like the Dodgers are really that good, they should win whatever series comes about. And, Find a and way. They clearly weren't, they clearly weren't ready for it. So I'm with you. I just I like that it gets more teams involved, even down the stretch in the regular season. Like you're looking at all these teams that are involved in the wild card, and you're like, okay, there's a lot of teams that have a lot to play for, even if it's been up and down. Maybe they're not the greatest team, but you know, a team like Seattle during the regular season was, you know, involved down the stretch, whatever. And um, yeah, it just keeps teams involved, which I, which I really like, but I, I like your point about Corey Seager and the, the spending of money because it wasn't just Seager. Uh, Texas went all went in. They did. They went out. They, they obviously, you know, made some moves at the deadline, but in the off season, they go out, they sign a guy like Evaldi, who's your starter last night. Uh, they spent money to put together this club you know, and here they are in the World Series. And I think it can be a combination of things. You know, you can you can develop talent, you can find talent, but also you can pay the money to shore up the roster. And hopefully that is the latitude, hopefully that the new chief baseball officer of the Red Sox will be getting. We heard that on Wednesday. It is Craig Breslow, mm-hmm. the former Red Sox pitcher. He will be running the baseball operations for the Sox. He'll be introduced this coming Thursday at Fenway Park. Um, look, I know there's been a lot made about who didn't interview for the job, and we've talked about it on this show. And, and I think it was, it's something that should be eye-opening to the Red Sox organization. The fact that all these, you know, big-name executives, whatever, did not even want to take the interview with the Sox, I think, tells you something you you need to look at that and say hmm okay well the way we've been doing business and or the way that we've handled this position we've talked about how it's just not good job security number one because it turns over every four years so why is somebody going to pick up their life move it to boston knowing in four years they're probably going to change their mind and go a different direction and nick two of those occasions was a season after they had won the World Series. Yep, exactly, Joe. It's it's just not good job security. And, you know, Mark, I saw you talking about this, you know, the fact that Alex Cora clearly has some power in the organization. He's still around. They kept him as manager, and they let go of the chief baseball officer. So that could be a, I don't know, scary prospect, if you will, for a potential job candidate. So I think all those things were fair when it came to talking about this, this job opening and position. And I think... It's something that should be considered and noted by the Red Sox organization after this process. However, they may have landed on the right guy. And I I like this hire um, because I I am of the philosophy. So Breslow comes over from the Cubs and he helped build up their organization in terms of their young pitching, which the Red Sox haven't had. Just remind me. Uh, I, like uh, Steele, Justin Steele's one of the guys. Okay. Like, there's been a few guys that he's sort of turned things around there, and they've got some some better young arms. Um, so it, it's, I, I think he has the eye for talent there. And and look, if he if he can do that with the Red Sox organization, like who was the last like great pitcher to come through the organization? Probably before Brian Bayo. You, you'd have to go back to like Clay Buckles. It's been so long. Yeah. since the Red Sox had like a top-tier pitching prospect that everybody had hyped up. Um, so that could go a long way. But 
What I like about the Breslow hire is not only just his eye for talent, he's a smart guy, Yale-educated, whatnot, checks the boxes of, I'm sure, the analytics and the new age baseball, but I just like the idea, Mark, of a guy who has been here and gets it. Yes, he's a former player, but he's a former player who wore a Red Sox uniform, who won a World Series, who's seen what it's like when they have success, who's seen what Boston demands out of its players. And I, I just think that goes such a long way because this is a guy that I don't feel like, and, and maybe I'm wrong, who knows, but I don't feel like Craig Breslow is is dumb enough, no offense to Ian Bloom, who is a very smart guy, but he made a dumb decision at the at the trade deadline to get in front of the microphones and call his team underdogs. Really, in Boston, you're gonna call you're gonna call the Boston Red Sox underdogs. You know how how much that went up people's rear ends around here. You mean like, that wasn't was, awesome? Oh my goodness! Like it just it was just tone deaf. It was tone deaf, and it's just not a good thing to say. And and I don't think Craig Breslow is gonna be dumb enough to say something like that. And and that to me goes a long way because he understands what this market is and what it demands out of its baseball team and its baseball product. I am excited um, for the prospect of this hire. There's nothing I could sit here and say um, that could, that should be too negative about a Craig Breslow getting hired to do this job. Now, do I have any idea if he's going to be any good at it? No, um, but he does have, as you outlined, um, a knack for developing pitchers or finding pitchers or however you want to put it. The, you know the Red Sox desperately need – I've been saying that for a long time. A lot of us have been saying that for a long time. I think that was the biggest mistake in the Mookie Betts trade, not getting a, a friggin' pitcher or some pitchers in that deal. Um, you know, like you said, he checks every box. He played. He played here. Yale. Whatever. So I have no idea. I just think that you got to keep it simple, okay? You got to start by keeping it simple. If there's a really good player out there, go sign him, okay? Now, it gets more complicated than that because what you said is true. You have to marry, and this is what Theo was so good at, marrying the big market spending with the analytic approach. That's what has to happen. I think that's what the Rays are unable to do. That's why they get close a lot of times but can't get over the hump because they don't have the big market spending aspect available to them. I think that's why the Yankees and Dodgers have had struggles because they have the big market spending, but the analytical approach hasn't worked. And that's the same thing with the Angels. That's why if I was one of those teams, the Angels, the Dodgers, the, I would absolutely bring in High and Bloom. Not for the top job, obviously, but I would give him a job on a lower level and say, hell, help me get this guy. Help me find you know, an Alex Verdugo, even though the Dodgers had him. Help me find a guy like that that can supplement the really good star players we have that could maybe get us over the top. Back yeah, to Breslow. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. He's good. I, I, I'm cool with it. But like you said, I think the biggest problem is this whole Alex Cora dynamic. It's uncomfortable for me. I don't know why this guy is treated like some golden goose. He, I'm not saying fire him. I don't necessarily want that. I like Alex Cora as a manager by and large, but I think that the baseball ops guy is more important, more important, and I would have prioritized that. And if it meant, hey, we got to get rid of the manager, 
we get rid of the manager. That's the that's the approach I would have taken, especially based on where you've been the last few years in last place. I know the roster is what it is, but they were pretty good. You know, they were pretty bad in 2019 when they had all those pieces still and they were coming off the World Series. That was a disappointing year with Alex Cora, and then we all know what happened after that with the scandal and the suspension. So, yeah, I like it, but I can't sit here and just standing ovation, applaud, and say everything's fine now. Sure, and we'll and we'll see. Time will tell. Um, but I just I like the boxes that it checks. Um, oh, the the know, boxes. Are, he's got uh, didn't didn't boxes. he work directly with Theo also in Chicago? Yeah, Theo was uh, the one that brought yeah. him in or elevated him. Yeah, and right. Exactly. You, you know, Sam Kennedy uh, called Theo on this, obviously. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sure he called and said, "Hey, Theo, you want the job?" Okay. Uh, no, I'm saying, not. but even about, well, he yeah. did that. But even about Breswell, I'm sure he yeah, got. Right. Theo's approval that this guy knows what the hell he's doing. Well, that's what I'm saying. He called and said, all right, I'm calling to say I called and I know you don't want the job. So tell me who I should be looking at. You right. know, one of those. Uh, and I'm sure that Breslow came up and he gave his blessing. Um, you know, the other thing before we go to break here and get into the second hour, the other thing I, I, I think will be an interesting thing with this offseason with the Sox is and what, what I think Breslow should immediately try to do is reestablish the Red Sox. I'd like to see them sign, you know, big name free agent, something like that. But even if they don't, you know, land on, you know, they don't go and sign Otani. I just would like to hear the Red Sox mentioned as one of the teams that's in on the big free agents again. Because I felt like we lost that the last few years. I think we all rolled our eyes when, you know, a big name free agent or a big name piece on the trade market was out there. And it was the Yankees, the Dodgers, the Giants, like all these teams. And the Red Sox weren't mentioned. They were like, well, it's because they're running the baseball team the way they want to run it. You know, small market mentality, you know, running it like the Rays. I would like the Red Sox to change their tune on that again. I'd like the Red Sox to be part of that conversation again. And I I would task Breslow with that. And, and hopefully he pushes, you know, I don't know how John Henry wants the business to be run, but hopefully he pushes him into saying like, hey, we got to spend a little money to get to where we want to go. Case in point, the Texas Rangers who are in the World Series right now. So hopefully the Red Sox can kind of reestablish themselves as a big market club because that's exactly what they are and what they should be. But let's uh, just our, remind everyone, yeah, the Arizona Diamondbacks in the World Series, they were up two runs in the ninth inning last night for a win and gave, they ended up blowing it, which is funny sure. because the only guy really I had confidence in in the entire situation was that was uh, Seawald who gave up the home run. But the Diamondbacks... Six more wins in the Red Sox. Six. Not yep. that much. Then everybody was involved in the dance there. You know, everybody can do it. So it, it, it's uh, it's not too far away if you run things correctly. All right. Let's, uh, let's take a break. Uh, first hour is in the books. We'll get to the second hour of the show. When we come back, let's get into a little bit of college basketball. I'll get Ooh. my takes from Did Biggie's you see Dan Hurley this week? How's he doing? I did. We'll get did. into that, Mark. Well, we will okay. get into that in the second hour of the show. It is Cordishi and Coit with Dondero and Coit on Southern New England Sports Original 103.7 WEEI. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.